Today's podcast is brought to you by East Bay Builders, Inc. East Bay was founded on a simple philosophy to provide reliable, quality work at fair prices. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Michalina Defont, and I'm joined today by Felicia Lalonia. Hello, Michalina. Hi, Felicia. How are you? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I cannot believe that July is here. It is crazy. No, it like snuck up on me all of a sudden. I looked at my phone, and the date was June 30th, and now it's July. So. <laughs> now it's July. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, July brings amazing things on the North Fork, but it also brings our North Forker magazine, which we're very excited to talk about today. Mm-hmm, for sure. And our theme, our like loose theme for this magazine was agriculture. I mean, obviously the North Fork is so well known for it, um, but it goes beyond just your typical farm stand and, and potato farms. There's so many different elements of agriculture you might not think about initially. Um, so in our July issue, we kind of picked apart some um, different ways to think about agriculture. And one of them is, is beekeeping. And Felicia, I know you wrote that story. So let's hear it. How did that story go with beekeeping? Yeah. Um, this one is super cool. I actually got to talk to, um, Chris Kelly, who like, if you are involved in <laughs> on the North Fork, you know who Chris Kelly is. Like yeah, every definitely. person I talked to like four or five different beekeepers for the story. And every person was like, Oh my God, you have to talk to Chris Kelly. You have to talk to Chris Kelly. So I did, um, he's been doing it for like 50 years. He's just so passionate about beekeeping. Um, and he has like 200 hives that he had, that he has, and then 150 that he manages. I mean, like bees are literally his life. Um, I love uh, it. Yeah. So I talked to him and then I talked to a couple other beekeepers that, you know, don't keep as many as, um, he does obviously, cause that is a lot. Um, but I got to go to his house um, and see how he does it all. And like, you know, with the, like the little smoker container he has to calm down the bees. And then we got to try a little bit of his honey. Um, and I don't know, I feel like people think it's so like scary, like bees <laughs> are so freaky, but honestly, like he makes it seem so easy. And that's the same thing I talked to, um, Lori, yes. who, um, has just been doing it for like four or five years now and um, took classes from Chris Kelly. Um, and then I also talked to Kate Nat, uh, Kate Knapp, who did the same thing. And they both said that like everything that he's taught them has made it seem like so easy. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a really cool hobby and it was a really fun story to write. I love it. And you know, it's so funny, like you talk about how they, when they spoke about it and like when you got to see it, like beekeeping seems so easy. And it's funny that the photos that Dave Benthal took um, for this story, which are so amazing and actually made our cover. It was hard to resist having that as a cover. It's just so beautiful of the bees um, doing their thing. And the photos, it's so cool. Chris Kelly is just holding these like beehives with his hands, not suited up, just like so casual and makes it look so easy and so original. Um, I love it so much. It's very cool. It was crazy. Yeah. Cause we all, I mean, I was there, we were obviously like socially distant, but I was over there with Dave and, um, I mean, not, none of us were suited up and none of us ever felt, I can't say I've been around bees a ton, but I never felt like uncomfortable or like I was going to be stung or anything like that. It was just like a very calming experience. And, um, I think this quote is actually in the story, but I was asking him about the smoker he has 
which like I did a little bit of research and that's mostly used to calm the smoke is used to calm down the bees. But mm-hmm. when I asked him about it, he's like, yeah, I think it's mostly just to calm me down when I'm around the bees. Which is funny. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I kind of actually totally understand that. Um, and I love it. I think this is really cool. And I think that people are going to learn a lot from the story and maybe also look into doing their own beekeeping on their own property out here. Yeah, definitely. You wrote another story. You wrote a lot of great stories in this magazine. Um, and you wrote a story that I think is really great that we've been talking, actually, you and I were talking about for a while, foraging on the North Fork. And you wrote that story and um, really kind of like dove into it a bit with people that forage on the North Fork. Let's hear about that. Yeah. Um, I think foraging is like the coolest thing ever. I think on the opposite spectrum of beekeeping, it sounds like it's easy, but it's like you don't want to go into it with a lack of knowledge because it can be super dangerous if you don't yeah. know what you're looking for. Um, but I talked to um, Jonathan Bernard, who is kind of this like urban farmer who's based in New York City and like he grows um, mushrooms and um, leafy greens out of this um, big container in, in New York City. But he also, something he does on the side is forage himself and then connect. Um, with foragers across the country and then sell that stuff to chefs from upstate New York to New York City to all along Long Island. And um, in this way, like these chefs are able to use these very unique ingredients that they might not have the chance to do otherwise. Um, So he was talking about like him, he forages on the North Fork himself and um, he one restaurant out here that he has um, a pretty constant relationship with is Noah's in Greenport. Um, So I got to talk to Noah Schwartz over there about um, how he uses that ingredients. And he talked about like for using forged goods is like as local as you can get. Right. Cause it's naturally grown here Mm -hmm. in a way that that is unlike anything else. Um, So yeah, that was super cool to like find out a little bit more about that and yeah, that story was yep. great. I loved reading that story. It was cool to learn about things like sea, sea beans, right? Sea beans, yeah. Like I would never have known about them. I'm sure I've seen them a million times, just thought they were, I don't know, some sort of grass or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like when they were, that when I talked to different people, I also talked to Taylor Knapp mm-hmm. um, of Papa, and he does the same thing. He'll forage for stuff as well to use at his restaurants. But when I talked to all these different foragers, they always brought up sea beans and I was like, sea beans. Like <laughs> what is that? Right. Um, and I, and now like, I think this photo that Dave took actually made it into the magazine. It's like a photo of um, these like long green stems that are found in North Fork inlets as like the tide goes out. Uh, yeah. Like one specific North Fork, item that is always foraged around here, which I thought was really neat. Yeah, it's really cool. And again, I spoke to Dave after the shoot and he was saying how how awesome it was and how inspiring. And he also didn't really know very much about this. And he thought it was very cool that, you know, they were just kind of walking around and um and Jonathan was just kind of picking things and saying like, oh this is this and this is that and like who would know, right? So it's pretty yeah. awesome. I think there's so much out there to be learned. And like, like I said, you really have to know what you're doing, but you know, if you go with somebody who does know what they're doing, I think it's a really cool thing to try to explore a little bit. I think so too. Um, and then, you know, hearing that you were doing the foraging story and of course, I mean, I think that most people would think like when they initially hear the word foraging, they think of like mushrooms and that's definitely what I thought of and which inspired me to do a 
map on um, on mushrooms. So places across North Fork to get really great uh, meals that have mushrooms, or you know, mushrooms are the main the main item there. So a few of them um, are the Preston House and Hotel, um, Matataco, Good Food, Bruce and Son, Grana. There's just plenty of places out here that really do a good job of shining the spotlight on mushrooms um, and definitely check that out, everybody. Yeah, I love this map. I think it's really, I think mushrooms are like very underrated when it comes to like the consumer looking at it. Um, definitely agree with that. I think a lot of chefs are really like spotlighting them now, which is really cool. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, someone who doesn't eat meat, mushrooms for me are like the closest thing consistency wise. And I also think they're delicious and versatile. And um, I like that they are on a lot of menus out here so that there's no shortage of really great mushrooms for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Felicia, you did another story, of course, on another type of agriculture and growing out here. Um, and this story is about growing your own hops. Yeah. Um, this one is also really cool. Um, because I think, you know, they're pretty recognizable. You like drive around the North Fork, you see a bunch of farms that have them. It's those like long trellis like strings, um, and these super fluffy, like green vines kind of growing up them and just like making this wall of greenery but I think that there's this idea that oh they must be selling them to breweries and granted a lot of them are but um I talked to like a couple people the guys over at North Fork Brewing Company um you know like what are some other ways to use hops especially if you want to grow them in their in your backyard or you know use them for other things and um a lot of the guys are talking about like just use them like if you need shade or if you have like a deck that has some kind of structure that the hop can grow up, um, oh, they wow. grow so fast and they grow so well, almost too well. Like can the vines can go out and, and kind of take over things. So you have to be careful, but they're like a really good plant just to grow over the years to give yourself some shade in like a backyard or something like that. That's um, awesome. I would have never thought about that. And it's true. Those things, they grow so fast. I feel like I drive down Route 48 one day and they're like maybe three feet tall. And then I drive back three days later and they have grown like 10 feet tall. It is insane how quickly these things grow. And they're so, hops are so beautiful. They so are. Yeah. Kind of incorporate into our yards if we can. It's kind of very North Forky, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also talked to, um, John Conzella over at Conzella's farms and they grow them and they'll sell them to, um, a couple different breweries on Long Island. But, um, he was also telling me about like, apart from, um, like growing them just to grow something for shade in your backyard. I mean, people in the past will put them into a little bag, the, the actual flower itself, put them into little bags and put them under your pillow because they help you sleep. You can make them into teas, um, you can pickle them and eat them. You oh my can goodness. cut the shoots and saute them and eat them. Um, but yeah, and there's like a ton of, of different ways to, to grow hops and use hops, which I think is cool if you're not really going to, you know, harvest them for beer. Yeah, who knew they were so versatile? So I'm glad that you are sharing this with everyone and yeah. have got into that because I would have never, ever thought to put them underneath my pillow. But that, that could work. <laughs> Why not try it, right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I love that. Um, another story that we didn't hear was in our brief section. And for me, um, I love picnicking. I think everyone does um, to an extent, right? I have a two and a half year old and anytime, like if she's fighting me with food, like I don't want to eat my lunch. I'm like, do you want to have a picnic? And like, you just put a blanket outside. Like she's very happy, but so am I. Like I 
can get down with the picnic at any time, any day. Um, And so I did a setting up the perfect picnic story. It's more of a guide though, to um, items that I think are really um, key for having a great picnic. Um, The weathered barn in Greenport has a whole line now of amazing picnic items, such as bamboo flatware. She has beeswax food safe wraps to kind of wrap your food up a really eco-friendly way to do that. Um, she also has plates. She has canvas lunch totes. Um, so many great items there. Um, we included a really, really nice linen throw blanket, which is a very luxurious way to picnic. But let me tell you something, that blanket was so nice. I like really <laughs> keeping it myself. Um, that was from Pearl on Main in Southhold. Um, there was a great pop-up table that we found at Orlowski's Hardware in Mattatuck. That's the perfect little carry on table for to bring for your picnic or at your beach too. Um, so yeah, there are lots of great items on here. I hope that you guys all check them out, um, Mm -hmm. and shop around the North Fork now that retail is, uh, more or less open, um, and then go and and have an awesome North Fork picnic with some really good to go food. Yeah. I think this is, um, a really cool kind of collection of items and a really cool way to like support retailers to support North Fork businesses. If you're still not up for, um, dining at a place yet uh this is like a good kind of happy medium for all that and a good way to get outside i think so too i do um and then a few other stories we have in the magazine that will let you guys kind of read through at your own leisure uh, we have a story on second generation wineries um and also a story in our live section well two stories here so um pretty much interviews with two different farm stands a, a farm stand that's been around forever which is wickham's and a farm stand that's brand new which is um, right and back um, over in Aquabog. So check out this magazine. There are such great stories in here. The photography is beautiful. It feels so bright and summery and makes me so happy when I see it. And I know that, you know, this is our blood, sweat and tears here, but I feel like everyone will actually enjoy this magazine this month. Um, And the photos are incredible and and the stories are really great too. So Felicia, thank you for all your hard work on this magazine. and I, we hope everyone enjoys it. So go enjoy the North Fork. Enjoy the month of July. Can't believe it's here. Um, and yeah, that, that's all for today, everyone. All right. Okay, well, Felicia, thank you so much for joining. And everyone, have a great weekend. We will be back next week to chat about some things to do on the North Fork. Sounds good. Thanks, Michalina.